Welcome listeners to Latinx Lit Audio Mag. I'm your host, Teresa Douglas. In today's Behind the Scenes, we're going to be talking to Melody Rosera, who is the author of the poem Frijoles de la Olla. And Melody's passion is teaching and empowering others by sharing what she has learned. She helped launch an arts and crafts program at a children's hospital and also taught at San Quentin State Prison. Melody hopes to inspire youth to explore and expand their creativity through web development, writing, and art. Welcome, Melody. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Super I'm excited. so happy. I'm just so happy to have you here and and talk about your poem and talk about you because I, I just loved this poem when it came through. But before I get distracted and, and launch into that, we have to answer one of the most important questions. If if you were sitting at my table metaphorically here and you came to visit, I would of course offer you something to eat. And I would love to know what your favorite comfort food is. That's a great question. Uh, so I am a huge fan of food, so it's really Yay. hard for me to choose. Uh, but if I had to choose, I'd say either my Abuela Alvira's frijoles or lentejas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think they're just so comforting. We've, we had them at every get-together, every holiday, um, or just during a random visit. And uh, it's just something that I really love. Um, and I think I would be remiss to not mention my other abuelas empanadas. So also <laughs> another huge favorite. Well, we can't have abuela wars because that, that'll never do. Can, can I ask about the empanadas? Were they savory? Were they sweet? Were they both uh, so she, she would make, uh, both kinds, savory and sweet. And every once in a while she would take a savory empanada and like put in some raisins in there. And I always loved that. And that's something I still really enjoy is when you kind of blend those two flavors. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about the raisins that remind me of Lent, but they really do. And I would get those special those special things from my abuela too. And I honestly, I think the biggest ingredient, and we're going to hint a little bit at your your poem here, which talks about the the secret ingredient is love. But I also think there's magic in there somewhere because oh, yeah. abuela food is just like in a class all by itself. Absolutely. I agree. So... That's wonderful. I would I would definitely have you over and try to find some empanadas, though we unless we invited your abuela or your other abuela who makes frijoles, then of course it wouldn't taste quite the same. But but I share I share a deep connection to food also. It's one of my one of my chief distractions. <laughs> moving moving on a little bit to to your poem and to you, can can we start with you telling us just a little bit about when you started writing? Of course. Uh, So I don't really think I knew that I was writing um, poetry or stories when I was really little. But as I was learning English uh, around like five, six, I learned a lot of my English with my grandfather and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, my grandfather loved to like write 
words down poems or songs or like silly little like love letters to my grandma and read them out loud in English. And that kind of inspired me to do the same. So I would just like I, I was I was writing poetry in hindsight, didn't know it then, but I was just writing like little observations or feelings. Uh, so it definitely started really young and I, uh, I've carried it with me uh, to today. And I, I, I've recently, lo- I also really love art. So I recently kind of started playing with bringing those two mediums together and creating like visual poems. And I'm really enjoying that and exploring that right now. Well, I have to say, I wish your Awello had uh, put that tactic about leaving little love notes for his, his wife around the house. I think there'd be a lot of marriages that could benefit from that. So any of you men listening or people listening <laughs> who are married, um, maybe try that. That that would be a great idea. Leave Leave these notes leave these notes and, and read them out loud to your, your beloved. So it seems like it, it worked well for him. So yeah. is that, yeah. is that then, would you say, would, would you then call poetry your first love or do you, do you say it's, it's more writing in general because you weren't focused on, on just the definition between fiction or, or poetry? Yeah, I would say it definitely was just writing in general and like playing with words and and learning a language by writing and then reading out loud what you wrote. And uh, so I definitely think there were some various genres that I was playing with, but I poetry is the one that really stuck. And it's such a, a lovely form. And I, I'd love to transition now into talking about the specific poem because it's hard to not talk about it while we're talking about what it is you you enjoy about the form. So w- when we're looking here at Frijoles de la Oya and some of the things that, that I really loved about this piece in particular is how in just a few sort of strokes of, of your, your, I I talk about this like it's painting, but even it's words, but you're painting with words. And, and I see so many of these images in just a minimum amount of words, but, but so vividly that, that idea, even the beginning, the color of terracotta and that, that springs into your mind and, and talking about the artist studio and, and talking here about the, finding with the fingers, those, those beans that are bruised and which go into the pot and and considering your your abuela as, um, as as an artist, where she she followed her intuition so much so it was like watching somebody. And I'm just going to read this line: like watching a basket maker choose which tree will make the most lovely basket. And I thought, what a lovely description of something that is. I, I mean, the way I think of it is like the sublime in the everyday. So there there's nothing. I would say more basic than beans and and cooking and feeding somebody. It's it's a basic need that we all have, and yet in this piece, just the way that that you write it and and talk about it, and this person who is a master in in this sphere that is also a refuge for her and for others because people don't come on a random Tuesday. If, if they don't want to be there when there's no special significance. So I, I just loved that about this piece. It, it felt sort of like a hug, especially by the end when we, we have that idea of, of she's a master at these things 
and yet it's also driven by love. So I, I would love to hear from you the, the idea that maybe sparked this piece and how you went about writing it down. A few weeks ago, I I was really craving my abuela's frijoles, and I I called her and uh, told her I was going to make it based off of what I remember her doing, and just like asked her for some tips, and uh, was really excited. Uh, and and then that very same day, before I even started the process of of making them, I was already like thinking about this like super vivid and intimate moment where I where I observed my abuela, and it, it wasn't it it wasn't even just one moment. I I saw her do this so many times, but for some reason there was like a a very specific uh, vision that I that I was kind of playing in my head and. I, I sat down at my computer and I, you know, sometimes I write with pen and paper, but in this case it was on my computer and I just started writing this and I, and it was, it's funny. It it sounds so like, um, it it sounds a bit like story-like, but I wrote it the day that I was, that I talked to my grandma and was planning to make the frijoles de la olla and, uh, and I, I, again, I, I, I was just inspired by like the, the, the things I was imagining and, and bringing myself back to those moments that I was bringing myself back to. And I really was also inspired by that there was a, a poet that I went to a reading for, and uh, he was talking about how poetry can really take on the role of a time capsule sometimes. Mm. And I I found that language to to really stick with me. I was like, wow, that's so powerful. Uh, and uh, I felt like that that was that was this poem for me. Is I I wanted to capture a memory. Uh, a real story in my life and and the feelings that came with it and also uh, as you said like all this love that that was put into this um this what might seem simple moment um and and how because of that love it, it's transcended into something more um that that stays with me and I, I really feel like one of the strengths of this piece is that you are, as as the, the child or the, the person in, in this moment, you're both so very much present in, in, in the fact that your feeling comes through. It's, it's that love, it's that closeness and that intimacy. And yet you, you don't really refer to yourself at all on this page. It, it's a wonderful example, I would say, of of having that feeling there without coming out and say, I really love to watch my Oella do this. I really enjoyed the happy memory of being there. You, you show it through all these little, little details. And just, again, coming back to this idea that family, both blood and chosen, is gathered around the table. The idea that just hearing your Oella sort of hum a tune. And it's this wonderfully... I, I don't want to say vulnerable, but it's like a trusted moment where somebody who is totally comfortable in her environment, she has the people that she wants in her home, and she's allowing the family the privilege in some ways, I'll use that word, to to just be there 
and see her in her refuge in this place where where she is happy doing this thing. And it, it's like even the the idea here toward the end where you list the the things as they go in, beans go in, water, broth, onions. It's just a very domestic in the best possible way sort of description of what can be a, a loving moment. And I feel like we get to be close to Rowella just just in that moment, even though we don't necessarily know her name. We don't know you and, and how you grew up, but we, we get to see that. And I love that idea of the time capsule. It's like we could all look at this poem again in 20 years and, and see that again, like almost as if we're there. It's just beautiful. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot for you to say that. Yeah, I, I gush. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk on this podcast. It's just going to be me telling you about you and how wonderful you are. Um, so this is this is lovely. And I, I, and I love to hear that you just sort of sat down and, and wrote it. Did you feel once you did that, like, did you start editing right away? Did you not edit at all because it came out whole? Did you let it sleep a little? What, how, how did that all work? Uh, with this particular piece, I, I didn't edit very much. I, uh, I, even with, uh, you mentioned the, the tune that I mentioned that, um, my abuela was humming to, and even that it just came naturally. I, I was like, I can remember her singing to that tune of Sinos Nehan and that continues to be like a, a really important song in my family um, because it was a song that my grandparents used to sing to each other. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, ch it just kind of all came and um, that's definitely not the norm for me. I, I often like edit and get hung up on like words and, and pauses, but with this, it, it, I, I think it's because I was so, I had this like really vivid image in my head. Um, I was able to get it down and um, didn't have to do too much. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I really enjoyed just um, putting it together. It, it was, it, it's, I think one of my favorite poems that I've written so far. It's lovely when you get that gift from the universe where it all sort of puts together in your mind and you can just write it down and, and know that that's not going to happen every time, <laughs> but right, it's lovely. Right. It's lovely when it does and, and it comes out whole and, and it's interesting to see how like, real life coming together to, to help you write this. You, you had this thing you wanted to make, you, you were talking to your abuela and it just sort of all, all came together Wow. Well, I, I love this. And I, I would say that your, your abuela and abuelo sound like amazing people to each other, especially. I mean, they're singing to each other and he's writing notes and, and, uh, and, and it's nice to get that intimate feel like, I feel like I would really like them had I ever met them. And that's great because I'm a stranger, but it, it, it's one of the best sort of legacies too that I think we can leave is to have these pieces about about good moments or, or significant moments with our family that that people can read and enjoy no matter when they see it now or 15 years from now or, or whatever it is. 
Well, this is this is lovely. Um, I, I do wonder because this, this poem is so nice. If there are other places where people can read about your work, if you have things that are that are going to come out, is there is there a website or social where people might keep tabs and see what else you come up with? I do have a website, and it's melodysarah.com. M-E-L-O-D-Y-S-E-R-R-A.com. And on that site, I've started putting up the pieces that get published, the poems that get published. And then I'm also over at Twitter uh, at Mel R. Sarah, M-E-L-R-S-E-R-R-A. And I, I actually just started submitting work late last year. I, I was inspired by the young people I volunteer with um, to, to put my work out there and, and see what that feels like. And I, I've really enjoyed that. So I, I have some poetry that's been published at a few um, places like Wine Cellar Press and Gulfstream Magazine and I'll, a few others. And I also have some upcoming work that, that will be published later this year. Wonderful. And and I think I can speak for everybody listening that we all look forward to, to reading those pieces and seeing what else you do. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show and giving us sort of the, the behind the scenes of this lovely piece and telling us more about your work. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs>